Um, so it can show up as anxiety, it can show up as depression, it can show up as having voices in our heads, and it can show up as being unable to express how we feel or being unable to set boundaries or respect other people's boundaries. And so mm-hmm. once we begin to understand that all of these expressions in the world are actually a response to a deep sense of threat that's coursing through our nervous system um, and fragmentation of our psyche, uh, it's going to be quite hard to heal. So the, the the first thing we have to do is unlock the language of trauma. Hello and welcome to It's A Journey podcast. How are you healing today? Your host, Stephanie Naidu, welcomes guests from different parts of the globe with professional expertise in health and holistic wellness. Holistic means physical, emotional, social and spiritual well-being. So what do all of our guests have in common? It's their dedication to help us with our healing journey and personal development. Let's dive into this new episode with our special guest and explore the answers in order to continue our personal journey's exploration towards healing and self-love. Natalia Rachel works with clients across the spectrum from trauma recovery, where dissociation and fragmentation are present, to transformation and self-mastery, with a focus on shadow and part work. Known for her ability to attune to the psyche, soma, and spirit with incredible empathy and acuity, Natalia is sought after by clients who have tried many avenues and have yet to ignite the change they are seeking. Her formative training as a hypnotherapist and craniosacral therapist led her to blend traditional talk therapy with therapeutic touch that ignites states of healing, epiphany, and integration. Her exploration of trauma through the lens of somatic psychotherapy led her to develop the modality trauma-informed relational somatics and mentor therapists in integrating modalities and expanding their ability to connect to the unseen, non-verbal stories of their clients. In this 13th episode, I will be talking to Natalia about trauma. Our topic today is Inside the Invisible Stories We Carry, Let's Stop Trauma. Hello, Natalia. Thank you so much for being here on my podcast and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Um, So let's get started. Um, My first question is, um, could you share with us your journey, how you became a therapist and a trauma specialist? It's been a pretty interesting journey and it started through my personal journey of finding a way to heal from what I didn't know at the time was complex trauma. And I searched everywhere on my own healing journey, trying trying to figure everything out and put all the pieces together. And in the process, I had what doctors class as as a miraculous healing. So no one really expected me to heal. And as soon as that happened, there was a line of people waiting to see me. How did you do that? Can you help me? And I thought, well, I think I can, but I better go and study. So I started studying all different kinds of modalities. And the first training that I did was actually as a hypnotherapist. And then I went on to study my diploma in regression. 
And alongside with this track, which, you know, is very mind-based, I also studied craniosacral therapy um, and I trained in a number of different kinds of craniosacral therapy. So there was a mind-based track and a body-based track. And that's how I started. And so initially people started looking for me because they were experiencing these symptoms, these complex symptoms that weren't resolving with mainstream intervention. And so I was applying a combination of hypnotherapy and craniosacral therapy and working with the mind and the body. And very quickly I realised, oh, everybody who's seeking me out has origins of unresolved trauma. It's so clear. And so I began to read and train in many other modalities all around the world. Um, and I talk about, it's a little bit like a kaleidoscope. So I don't come from a traditional clinical background. And when I work and when I teach and write, it comes through bringing all these different trainings together. And I think speaking about trauma you know, that's the purpose behind it all because so many of us are struggling with unresolved trauma and it's time for us to heal. Yes, thank you so much. And talking about trauma, can you help us to understand that word? Sure. Trauma is when a past experience of threat that is over is living and breathing in us now and it can affect us physically, mentally, emotionally and relationally. It's often nonverbal and felt. So it shows up as sensations, emotions, and relating patterns, and it spreads through relationships, communities, and cultures. Mm, very interesting. And, um, you know, if all of us as human, we have love in common, can we say that, would it be correct to say that we also have trauma in common? I love this question. I think whether we personally hold unresolved trauma or not, we are interfacing with it. We live in quite a traumatized world and time in humanity. And so even if we're not processing something for ourselves, absolutely there will be someone that we know within our circles that is experiencing trauma or they will be in the process of healing it. So I think it touches all of us where we are human. Mm, okay, that's very interesting. Um, and my, my next question to you is that... Um, as like we are barely coming out of a pandemic and we experience high level of uh, anxiety due to the fact that we were isolated or a stress because many of us uh, lost someone. And during this pandemic, we talk a lot about um, mental health, especially during the corporate. This is like a, a word, you know, that, that came strongly. Do you think the collective is ready to talk about trauma though? I think we're more ready than ever before. And to me, this is mm. the silver lining of the pandemic that we are finally having these conversations. I see that COVID and the pandemic actually has been a massive global trauma trigger. So most of us have been suppressing it for a really long time and finding a way to cope and survive and be the best version of ourselves within this world uh, and packing it all away so we don't think it's there or at least we don't talk about it and everything that's happened to all of us over the last two years is pretty much the world has come on and said it's not okay to continue suppressing your trauma anymore it's enough it's time mm -hmm. to heal so I think I've certainly witnessed more and more people being ready to talk about it not only to talk about it to process it I think it's even in danger of becoming a bit of a buzzword so there's there's trauma content everywhere whereas a few years ago mm -hmm. there wasn't uh, so I think we're definitely ready. Mm, awesome. And how 
like you know you were saying that you know there's um this pandemic you know like the, like a lot of trauma came out what is the way to identify our own traumas like is it obvious or do you know what until you learn to unlock the language of trauma and decode all the ways it decontextualizes it's often not obvious um particularly because mm. we're really good at labeling things so we're very quick to use labels like call things anxiety or depression or mental health and all these other labels. And we're also very quick to deem people as toxic. We're also really quick yeah. to say, well, I'm just like that. And this is part of my personality. Right. Uh, and actually trauma presents in these very diffuse, nuanced ways. Um, so it can show up as anxiety, it can show up as depression, it can show up as having voices in our heads, and it can show up as being unable to express how we feel or being unable to set boundaries or respect other people's boundaries. And so mm. once we begin to understand that all of these expressions in the world are actually a response to a deep sense of threat that's coursing through our nervous system um, and fragmentation of our psyche, uh, it's going to be quite hard to heal. So the, the, first, the first thing we have to do is unlock the language of trauma. Mm, okay. And when you are saying that, would that mean like um, starting a, a journey of like awareness, being aware of like how we respond to things, for example? Absolutely. I think until we are aware of something, how are we going to, mm. going to respond to it? So whether it's through our own self-inquiry or whether it's through reading or doing online courses or exploring with a therapist, absolutely, we need to start to make sense of our experiences. And the moment we begin to make sense, actually, we we unlock the door to a very beautiful journey. Hmm. Okay. So um, I'm going to talk about something you know you're talking about like you know what we can do we're going to talk about your books now and i'm very excited because um i i, I can't wait to you know learn more about about your book although i already you know learned a little bit but i want to share that with our audience so um we have um you have a book coming up it's uh, it's called uh, why am i like this and i would like to tell us how your book uh, contributes to help us with trauma recovery, healing, and personal growth. So my book's called Why Am I Like This? Illuminating the Traumatized Self. And oh, thank you. It shares um, everything that I've learned on this topic. Uh, and in fact, my life, it's 40 years of self-inquiry and processing and studying here. So the way that I write about trauma is from a very... I guess, textured and compassionate perspective. So I grew up in a lot of trauma. I was a very traumatized young girl and I went on to have mental health misdiagnosis and gets really stuck um, with all of these labels. And then I went on to get very physically ill for 11 years. And, mm. you know, my trauma story is not unique. There are millions of people that are living very similar stories right now. But what is unique is my journey to heal. And so through the course of the book, I hope to illuminate various aspects of the experience of the traumatized self and provide pathways to healing. So each part of the book explores one different aspect. So there are six parts to the book. The first part explores what I call the existential shift 
And it basically suggests, it's the premise for the book, it suggests that if we don't have access to three key things, we will experience the world differently. And those three things are safety, uh, belonging, mm-hmm. and the ability to express and share authentically. And most of us that grew up with trauma are missing at least one, if not all three of those things. The second part of the book explores, it's called Prologue to Self, and it explores how our nervous system, our unconscious, and also our attunement, our attachment, our map for love, create our experience in the world. The third part's called the uh, the fragmented self, and it talks about how mm-hmm. our our fragments, our, our psyche splits into parts or fragments, and it explores this not only in the context of the modern world, but also in the context of unresolved trauma. The fourth part of the book is called The Unified Emotions of Trauma, and it talks about how when we have unresolved trauma, we tend to suppress emotions, and those emotions sort of tint or colour the way we experience and express in the world, and they are often the source of our triggers. So it's Mm. very common when we have unresolved trauma for this suppressed emotional content to be triggered. The fifth part of the book is called The Point of Freedom, and it's a very short part of the book, and it basically explains that once we've sort of understood all of the first four parts, we can become the conscious creators of our lives. And once we get here, there's no going back, and we can actually step into accountability and self-mastery. And the last part of the book is called Embodiment, The Laws of Peace and Power, and it shares everything that I believe that we need to live by in order to move into a way of life where we're healing in every moment and we're supporting ourselves and each other in every moment. And I think that this is what all of us need right now. Each part of the book shares sort of a teaching, a conceptual sharing, plus a really vulnerable piece of my story where I lived and learned. And then I offer self-inquiry questions as well as a somatic meditation um, so Mm. that readers can really start with their own non-linear process of healing. So the book's available for pre-order now on my website, nataliarachel.com, but the official launch date is on the 23rd of August. Mm, Wonderful. I I really like that in your book, you have one part like, you know, about like the theory, and then there is one part of kind of like exercise where people have to do something because that's part of the learning. Like that's how we learn. We need to experience. This is like the, like in the best um, part. Okay, perfect. And I see that you have a copy in the background. Can you just share the cover? Like just bring it closer to, yes, that's the... Perfect. What do you think of it? I think it's beautiful and I can't wait to receive my copy. I order it. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm super happy. You know what? I just got my author copies in the post today. So this is telling anybody the book. Very special. Awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. So thank you so much for for like talking to me today. That was like such a nice coincidence. That's perfect. Um now um I'd like to I'd like to jump onto something that we, all of us, we wonder, we often wonder is, do we really ever heal from trauma? Is it possible? This is the question I get asked more than any other question. You know, 
healing is a process, not a destination or an application. And I think first and foremost, if we stop trying to get somewhere or get to an end point, it brings an incredibly more compassionate and graceful approach to healing from trauma. I believe that the memories and the experiences that we've gone through are always going to be there, um, but the way that we relate to them changes. And so I mm. believe, and, and from my experience and so many people that I've worked with, worked with, it's not about getting to an end point. It's about transitioning into a way of living where we're healing in daily life. Um, and, and when we reach this place, there's nothing to run from. There's nothing to push. Uh, there's nowhere to get to. And yeah, sure, these traumatic things have happened to us, but we're contained uh, and we're self-caring as we continue to shift and change in this world. That's my response. Yeah. Mm, thank you. I, I really liked your response. And I, and I think maybe for us, this is very challenging because we are used to checklist, done, we're used to social media, quick, quick, quick. So taking the time to go through the journey is something that we definitely have to, to learn, like, because we are, we are so used to things getting fast and faster and faster. I really agree. Okay. Some, something else that I think is important here is that hmm? while we're always in such a rush, we're also so used hmm. to polarizing our experiences. So either I've got trauma or I'm sick or I'm not okay, or I'm okay and everything's wonderful. And that's just not how we exist. We are complex, nuanced creatures. And so if we can welcome our complexity and also welcome the non-linearity of our experience, things are going to be a lot more simple. They're going to be a lot more easy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier, like having boxes, you know, like we put things in where it's like more gray color, you know, everything is more, has more nuances. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the, the reminder. Um, and my last question to you. So it's a, a bit a different question and it's about your daily practice. So if you don't mind, I would like to uh, know about your daily practice, if you have one or not. <laughs> I absolutely do. You know, I feel like Every day I'm moving in and out of practice throughout the day. So when I wake, the very first thing that I do is to check in, how am I right now? How's my nervous system? How's my body? How's my mind? And the answer is different all of the time. Um, usually I'll get up and do a little bit of work right away after that, but then I will shift into practice again. So I'll typically do some physical exercise as well as some meditation and eat a really healthy breakfast. So to me, breakfast is the most important part of the day. Um, and I'll continue to check in on myself at points throughout the day when I'm able to pause, how am I now? And do I need to calibrate anything? So I think that's the key for me because I live a pretty busy, intense life. Um, mm. Taking these pauses to check have I gone into overwhelm or overdrive or have I been triggered? What's going on? And what do I need to equalize so that I can calm myself or enliven myself or so that I can engage in a beautiful way with others? That's really important. And always at the end of the day, I actually make a conscious moment to let anything that I've been holding through the day leave me. So usually I'll do that through a little bit of gentle yin yoga practice and some intention, but sometimes it's just a moment of intention um, before, yeah. before I go to sleep. And for me, that's a very important closing for the day. 
Oh, yeah, I really like that. So you take time to let go of things or like to release. I really like that. That's, as you say, this is like a great way to close the yeah. day. You uh, know, I think um, I have one more thing to share, if it's okay. I think yes. I've spent so much of my life suppressing things and holding on to things. And that's what made me really sick. So suppression can lead mm -hmm. to illness. So I guess because of living through that and, and healing, to me, it's so important that I never hold on to anything uh, that, that's going to cause discomfort or distress inside me. Wow. I really like it. But I may steal that from you and use it. So. Go for it. <laughs> um, wonderful. Um, Natalia, thank you so much for your time. And, and for this very special day um, to you, a big congratulation. Uh, once again, I cannot wait to uh, read your book, um, which will be released on the 23rd of August. You can learn more about Natalia on Instagram at Natalia underscore Rachel underscore change and at Illumina Health, on Facebook at Natalia Rachel Change and on YouTube at Natalia Space Rachel. Head to www.nataliarachel.com to order a copy of Natalia's book, Why Am I Like This? Illuminating the Traumatized Self. If you didn't have time to write everything down, no worries. All the links are listed in the description section on our YouTube channel at Ojivati. Thank you to all our listeners and see you very soon for more on healing, self-love and your personal journey. Thank you for listening and for taking time for yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast, share this episode with others on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch the latest from Ujvati, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Ujvati. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.